Welcome back to Tea Time Podcast, your new home for sports news, entertainment, and mind-numbingly painful takes. Last week, we ran a poll on Instagram and Twitter, and it was determined a new episode every Monday and Thursday will be dropped. Last Thursday, we dropped the ball due to a technical malfunction. We had recorded a full episode and did not save. Yeah, that was all on me. That was a simpleton move. I stayed up late editing and getting ready to publish it. I ended up falling asleep and my laptop died in the middle of the night and I forgot to save before I fell asleep. So when I woke up the next day, it was all gone. So that's hand up here. That's on me. I will be better from now on moving forward. On today's show, we'll start out with some UFC. Uh, UFC 283, the first pay-per-view of the year was last Saturday. Dig into that, then hit on some NBA, little NFL championship round just ended tonight. Eagles slammed the Niners, and then the Chiefs just snuck away from the Bengals. After that, we'll hit on some college hoops and then get our picks. So with that, quiet on the tee, please. Time to get started. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. First off, we want to shout out to every single one of the fans that listened. And also, we're telling anybody else and everybody else to listen. So we greatly appreciate that. We had plenty more views than we were expecting, and we're very glad to have that. And hopefully everybody stays around, and we will be more consistent, as said in the introduction. So with that, Jerry, you want to say anything? Yeah, thank you, everyone, for all the love and support we got. Really appreciate it. Let's go, though. Let's get into some fights. Last Saturday... The UFC's first pay-per-view event of the year, UFC 283, headlined by Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight title. First and probably only words I want to say about this is sorry. Brazil is sorry. It was pathetic. Dana White should be pissed. I'm sure Dana White is pissed. I couldn't believe the crowd noise in the place. And not because it was loud and because you could hear them in the telecast and over the announcers. It was so quiet in there, you could hear a pen drop. And that was even during the main event. It was embarrassing, just a bad showing for the UFC for the first event. It was a good card, headlined by Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira, co main by Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. I mean, there were fights. These fights were on the card. It wasn't like it was a bad card to start the year. They had a good card, Gilbert Burns. It was in Brazil. Every fight contained one Brazilian fighter. You wouldn't know that by the introductions. You wouldn't know that by the walkout. Jer, all I, I was astonished, and all the boys were astonished. Bush was the first one to say, after I was like, yeah, like, what is going on? Bush even called that out and was like, never go back. And I just agree with him. I don't know. So was the stadium filled up or what? I didn't get a chance to watch these fights, so I have no idea. So it looked... Like, it was literally 50% capacity. Like, where they kept panning the crowd, and I, I was like, is that empty seats? Is that empty seats? And I, I mean, I don't know. I'd imagine it was full in there by the main event, but you couldn't tell. And Glover retired at the end of the fight, the main event, and he was doing his post-fight interview, retiring, and then they showed to the crowd, 50% of the crowd's there. I mean, everybody up and left. And represent Brazil, a legend of the sport, retires, and he they don't have the respect to give him to listen to the whole post-fight interview. It was pathetic. Like, it, it was embarrassing. I guess I'll just move into that fight. Jamal Hill showed that he, you know, he was worthy to, 
take the belt, and he handled Goldberg's chair on the ground, which was the big question. He was obviously the better striker. Mm-hmm. He pieced him up. Glover was in trouble, bleeding everywhere, eyebrows split to pieces. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was ugly. It was time for him to retire. He said he's going to focus on Pereira now, help him train Pereira. And uh, on a side note, Pereira Izzy rematch was announced for April, so that should be a big fight. Co-main event: Davison Figueroa versus Ben Marino, number four. This one wasn't fireworks like the previous three. It was. I mean, it was entertaining. It was doctor stoppage after the third due to. Uh, an inadvertent knuckle into the eye, which is legal from a Brandon Marino left hook to Figueroa's eye. Um, like I said, inadvertent and legal because it was a knuckle, not a finger. Did you say they called the fight because that? Yeah, his he Figueroa couldn't even open his eye. Oh, I mean, it was okay, bad. Okay. He couldn't even get a little a little squint. Yeah, it was bad. His eye couldn't even he couldn't even open his eye. So I mean, it was rightfully called, but. Reno did win the first three rounds. I think on the scorecards, he was up 2-1. to one. I think he was up 3-0. I mean, he was handling the fight. Figueroa was just grasping on anything he can, trying to make trying to make submissions out of anything, jumping on any situation that was maybe coming his way. Momentum was going his way a little bit. More Marino was definitely the more calm fighter. He was more ready for this fight. I, w- I don't want to say more ready, but Figueroa did move up to Bantamweight after this, and he actually got announced to fight Paul Rojos Jr., who is a Dana White Contender Series winner and just came out, got his first UFC dub. He's 19 years old, I think, Jer. Oh, my God. 19 years old. So he's going to be fighting a beast. Um, April, that's on the Izzy card. He that should, be, that should be a great fight. Gilbert Burns was before the co-main event. He made light work of Neil Magny, which was obvious, minus 460 odds. Uh, he's a beast. Hopefully him and Covington get made next. Other than that, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't watch the whole card. I watched the whole, I guess I watched the whole main card. I didn't watch all the prelims. Only got like one or two of them. Not impressed. Very disappointing. Although I will say, not this weekend coming up, but the next weekend should be an absolute banger. Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. That should be a killer fight. So pump for that. Otherwise, nothing to say. Absolutely nothing to say. I'm embarrassed for Dana White. Embarrassed for the UFC. It was pathetic. Brazil is sorry. Don't go back. Okay, and there you have it. Brazil, terrible job. We still love you on the podcast. (laughs) Another thing I just want to say about quick about the UFC is Conor McGregor was hit by a car the other day. Yeah, he lost that fight. Yeah, he. Well, I don't know if he did. He wasn't injured. The car might have lost that fight. He's lucky to be alive. He got up. He said it himself. He was. He did say himself. Also, more Conor McGregor moves. News coach John Cavanaugh was interviewed by Ariel on his podcast, and he threw out three names that would intrigue McGregor and could be matchmake. Obviously, Nate Diaz, that's obvious, he's not even mm-hmm. in the UFC anymore, so that's not gonna happen. Michael Chandler, which that was rumor circling, he's not ready for Michael Chandler. I hate to say that, but he's not ready for Michael Chandler. That would be a sick fight, though. And then Justin Gaethje, which would also be a sick fight. Those are all three beasts, like, those are he, he's obviously. Not going to take anything that doesn't excite him, that he doesn't want to get in an absolute brawl why with. Why would he? Yeah. 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 So money doesn't mean anything to him, obviously, anymore. <laughs> but we'll see. I guess next card, two weeks. We got fight night this week. Lewis headlining the fight light, Derek Lewis. So that one should be all right. But the week after for the second pay-per-view of the year should be sweet. That's my final closing thoughts on UFC 283 Brazil. Sorry. Thank you, UFC analyst Gary. Should we move on a little NBA? <laughs> Moving on to NBA. Lakers are also sorry. <laughs> no, but they did trade for Rui Hachimura. How do you say his last name, Jerry? He's your boy, Hachimura? Yeah, I think that's close enough. I don't know. He's been out of the close system enough. for a little bit. 
Yeah, that's fair. They traded essentially nothing, three second rounders and Kendrick Nunn in exchange for him. They do this in hopes that they will extend him this summer because he is young. I think he was drafted seventh overall not too long ago, a couple years back, Mm -hmm. by the Wizards. Um, After Kuzma started balling out, the Wizards uh, were convinced that they're going to extend Kuzma now. Kuzma was kind of on the trading block there for a second, and they started balling out, and Wizards are not going to get rid of him now. So they figured get rid of Hachimura. Tables got him. Lakers got him. Averaging 13 points a game, four rebounds a game. First two games with the Lakers. Uh, first one was against the Spurs. He had 12 points there and six bounds on 57% field goal. And then he shot 0% from three with six points against Boston and 30% from the field. <laughs> so not a great pickup so far, I would say, and definitely not anything they're looking forward to. He's just getting comfortable. Give him his time. That's fair. Um, on to- let's Let's talk about that Boston game, though. Well, I didn't watch it because I don't watch the NBA. So carry me through it. I don't watch it. I don't watch NBA either much. I was gonna All, say you're an NBA guy. Playoffs. You're an NBA guy. You better be watching hey, it until it gets closer to playoffs. Okay. Okay. LeBron James, you had to see this clip. He was murdered at the basket with under .5 seconds left in regulation, tied with Boston. Jason Tatum. Five starred his forearm and no call was made at the basket. And so it went to OT. And of course, the Lakers lost. Crucial call. Cannot miss it. I don't know how you miss it. The whole world seen it happen. The only people that don't agree with it are LeBron haters. And honestly, probably most Boston fans. But I would say most Boston fans are LeBron haters because he owns Boston. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Three to five games. The officiating the Zebras are costing the Lakers in crucial games for LeBron in the playoffs. And I say this, and I will back this. If LeBron gets in, you don't know what can happen. LeBron is balling lately. They do not want you. You don't want to see LeBron as long as he can get at least not even. I don't even want to say a Robin, a Robin Jr. on his team because he doesn't have a Robin. AD's sorry. Russ is actually playing not bad, but it's it's pathetic. LeBron has scored forty points. Literally three, four times since the beginning of January, and at least 35 or more in almost 75% of the game since the beginning of January. It's crazy. At 38 years old, insane. The refs have to be better. Yep. Yeah, quick side note this is a completely unbiased podcast. Gary has no affiliation with LeBron and does not think he is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't. I don't. Oh, funny story on this, actually. We went skiing, as in Kennedy and I went skiing last Saturday. Mm hmm. And there's these two 12-year-olds getting on the ski lift with us. And one of them asked his buddy whose favorite player in the NBA was. And they were, like, listening off jaw and Trey. And then I kind of just said, Braun, like, whispering in his ear, Braun. And he didn't hear me, so I said it again louder. And they were like, Braun's overrated. So then, of course, that triggered me. Oh, God. Quickly. And as we're getting on the lift, I was like, all right, well, we're going to go to basketball school here. Let's go to basketball school, son. I start spitting facts at this 12-year-old kid. Facts, okay. Absolute facts. I mean, to do what LeBron is doing at 38 years old is absolute is absolutely crazy. So I just started off with that. Then I hit him with the fact that LeBron's averaging over 35 in his last 10. That was last Saturday. So I think that 35 is actually more now because he had that 46 against the Clippers the next, I think it was two days later, and then had that 40 against uh, Boston two nights ago. And then he, on 50% shooting, like that's crazy. Told him that too. These kids were saying he was overrated. Jordan's their goat, and he wouldn't stand a chance in Jordan's era. And I was like, bruh, LeBron is 6'8", 
275 made of nothing but muscle. Jordan would bounce off of him. I, you know what? I'm not disrespecting Jordan because I do think Jordan is the greatest of all time in his era. The greatest of all time is debatable. But there you go. It so anyways. Long story short, took those kids to basketball school. Do you feel pretty good about yourself? I'm done with that. Did you feel good about it? Did you? Yeah. A couple 12 year olds. <laughs> it was, it you was, handled them. It was classic. By yourself. Kennedy didn't <laughs> need to jump classic. in at all. Kennedy posted on her story. No, they were awesome, though. We, and then we started BSing some NBA and who they thought were gonna was going to win the finals. And I hit them with my Nuggies. I think the Nuggies are going to take the finals. Let's go, baby. Other than that, Giannis had a Fitty Burger tonight against the Pels. Today is Sunday, the 29th. Giannis is balling like usual. Braun is also 117 points away from becoming number one all time scorer to pass Kareem, which would be. Kind of crazy. Moving on. Quick note. Some fans requested some NHL, and we will get into that. However, we don't want to be giving out any false facts, any bad takes. I haven't been too involved with the NHL so far this season. Of course, we will when playoffs come around because NHL playoffs are unmatched. Probably the best postseason of any sports of all time. So we'll get into that, so stay tuned for that. All right, moving on to NFL. Championship round today. Started out the day with Niners, Eagles, and let me just say, I was rooting for the Niners. What a train wreck from the start. Just Yeah, that was... Purdy gets hurt on that fumble. Then Josh Johnson comes in with two bricks taped to his hands instead of actually having hands. He fumbles. Oh. Just It was atrocious start. A absolute atrocious start for the Niners, obviously. As soon as Purdy went out, then it was kind of like, all right, well, we're going to find out if plug and play any quarterback into Kyle Shanahan's system and see how it works. Yeah, and so see how I would McCaffrey say Purdy, can carry. Yeah, Purdy might honestly probably benefited. I mean, I wouldn't say don't want to benefit it, but he showed that he's actually something. You know, That's true, yeah. It's not just yeah. the Niners, Niners system. Purdy was said it was a nerve injury, I believe I heard on there. And um, and then I, I read, it was, a, oh, I can't remember what ligament it was, but they're hoping that he will not need surgery. If not, then it'll be a six-week recovery. It should be fine. Yeah, That sucked, though. Yeah. So in total, Niners lose three fumbles. Two of them, you already you just went over. The other one was just a Debo on that end around on the fourth down that he wasn't even getting close to getting anyway. So that didn't even really matter. I don't even want to know. I don't. I gotta give Philly the credit where it's due. I guess. Yeah. But really, I mean, really, it wasn't like. Well, when the ball's handed to you on the other side of the fifty, almost every one of your possessions, then. Yeah. Shout out the Niners defense and also that camera wire that deflected that punt. Kept the game a little bit close. I know the Eagles, um, they ran away. It was 31-7. But that first half, it felt way closer than it should have been for a long time because the Niners just kept stopping the Eagles. And then they got good position off that punt. But Yeah, I think it just felt it like it was close because, I mean, it was the Niners. Everybody on the Niners is low to CMC, Ayuk, Debo, George Kittle. It was just a question of can Josh Johnson come in and can he make at least one or two plays or is Purdy going to come back? Because you never know with the Niners. I mean, the offense is so loaded. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles are a good team. It was they were never going to give it up, I don't think. And then once Josh Johnson went down, Josh Johnson, crazy stat, 14th team he's played for in the NFL in 15 seasons. Okay. He did play for the Commanders, which was pretty crazy. But when he came out, first drive of the second half, slams his head off the turf, gets a concussion, and then CMC is on the sideline, and they're working his helmet, so he can get the play calls in his ear to be quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like the most like gut wrenching feeling for him. Yeah, like like I know he knows on. football. Just like he's got to be like, oh my god! Like I'm about to play quarterback yeah. right now in the NFC Championship in the NFL, which is wild. 
But yeah, what a doubt of a game. Seven first downs from penalties is what the Eagles ended up with on Niners penalties. The rest are loving and penalties one of them, all day today. I'm boycotting the NFL next week, in fact, actually. I'll be back in two weeks, but I'm boycotting it this this next week. Okay. Bunch of BS. But yeah, Philly ran away with it. NFC Beast, baby. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. The NFC Beast. Mm-hmm. Little scum at the end of the game. Did you see that? That was too? crazy, actually. Yeah, I was just switching to the other <laughs> game at that point. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 what do we got going? Yeah, Trent Williams grabs him by the call, his collar and slams Wallace down hard. Oh. And then Wallace gets up and throws the punch, but it's like, I would do the same. You got it. Like, yeah. You, you, you can't, can't take that. And he got it. I really hope that he's not like suspended for yeah. a quarter or first half of the Super Bowl. Because that would suck that would for his so sake. He got, yeah. It's like, I don't think he will. You could argue be, that's self-defense at that point. He got, I mean, bad uh-huh. <laughs> off the ground. Anyways, final score, 31-7. to Philly over San Fran, and the Eagles are on their way back to another Super Bowl. And I want to come out and apologize for my Giants prediction in the divisional round against the Eagles as I did not take into account that Danny Dimes was still their quarterback. That was on me. It will be the last time I will be that wrong. Although, I also did say there is a chance the Eagles beat them by 50, which they pretty much did, and continued by dismantling the 49ers in the conference championship game and setting up an Andy Reid Bowl. So with that, let's get into chiefs Bengals. I'm still confused by what happened in this game because it also felt to me like the Chiefs ran away with this game, especially in that first half. They kind of got hosed yep. by a couple penalties here and there. Uh, but they were only up a tutter at half. And then yep. at halftime, I went and walked Charlie. And it was negative 20 degrees outside. So when I got back, I took a shower. So I missed the starting of the second half. And when I come back out and it was tied, I was so confused. Crazy. Well, I want to first off say Jamar Chase is him. On that fourth and six, I think it was, when they went for it in the first half. And Joe Burrow just throws it up to him. And he just goes up and double coverage. And that was, yeah, that was a so sick. Uh-huh. But I think that was... Was that in the second? No, that was in the second half, wasn't I, yeah, it? Yeah, I think it I think was, that was in the second, half. second half. I wasn't going to question you, but yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I thought, I mean, that was a hell of a game. That yeah. was the Bengals and Chiefs are just powerhouses. Like yeah. that's it's so it's going to be so fun watching Burrow against Mahomes for the next however many years. Yep. And shout out Mahomes, I thought, man. He played like a dog today on that ankle. You wouldn't even yeah, know for did. most of the game that he was he, hurting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just the same thing with hurts. Star studded. I guess his shoulder was fine last week, but yeah, but. You know what made me mad? Uh, like, makes me so mad. There were numerous times in the game where it was like, okay, did Roger Goodell just make a phone call down to the Zebras? We were talking. It seemed hit. a little scripted here and there. Like, something's happening yeah. here. Like, on the, the two third, third downs. That down one that you just got to redo. That was crazy. The play was never called dead. Neither neither line job, judge was running yeah. in as the ball was snapped. Mahomes played the snap like it was there was never nobody ever heard a whistle. So that was BS. Well, then there was that challenge then, then, too, where they challenged, but they're like, "Nah, you don't even need to challenge it. Like, just keep it. You're fine." It's insane. And then the very next after they gave him after they blew the play dead, even though they got stopped uh-huh. on the third down, they gave him the second third down. Mahomes gets sacked, and then they give a defense a holding on Eli Apple to give him the first down. That was, I mean, you got to have that was a bonehead play by him. Like but that was you got to have ginormous genitals to throw that flag like that after handing him a first down. Okay, but that was like that was actually a bad pass interference. Like that was that was bad. Like that was just, dumb just, on Eli Apple. It was horrible that oh, it yeah. went to that situation. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just tough that. For the for their sake, you get the sack, and then mm-hmm. you get then you get the defensive holding, and you know, and yeah. then it ends up 
I think the, the Bengals actually did end up stopping that drive and getting the ball back, so it really didn't matter. Yeah. But kind of crazy. It It is what it is. I well, think yeah, that, I mean, I think well, the, the refs were horrible that game, but it was, I mean, it was even. They were horrible both ways. Like, there were so many calls yeah, that well, didn't make sense to me that game, but it evened out, well, I think. The Bengals' last drive, the third down, or second or third down, when Burrow gets the intentional grounding call with P. Ryan right in the area because he didn't make the line of scrimmage, but then the very next drive when Mahomes comes on second and four and tries to throw out of the sack and doesn't make it to the line of scrimmage by two yards, yeah. but just because Kelsey was that, if you're going to call it one way, call it the other way. That's true. So that was BS. He shouldn't even have been able to ran for that, but then the blatant late hit, that guy is going to be hating oh. his life for the next six months. That poor he, guy on the Bengals sideline who got absolutely oh. smashed into that oh. table. No, I'm it was him. him. It was the guy that it was the late hit, the guy that fell into the table. No, I'm talking about that. It was just like some staff member on the Bengals just minding his business oh, got and just got smoked. pancaked. That's yeah, why so I'm that feeling sucks. for today. That sucks, but Bengals, Chiefs. That was a great awesome game. game. Post game interview, Kelsey I mean, and Mah- well, yeah, Kelsey. That was classic. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's just the man. Yeah, like he's the man. I like that. And then you see him uh, when he got in the trophy ceremony, calling out the mayor of Cincinnati too. Called him a jabroni. That's oh so my gosh! Classic. But when they interviewed Patrick Mahomes post game, and Mahomes was just taking inadvertent shots at Burrow, was a little bit ridiculous because Burrow never like Burrow didn't say anything. Burrow didn't call it Burrowhead. Like it's not his fault. His teammate called it Burrowhead. Yeah, but don't have any cigars. But I'm gonna. But I will still party it up. Like what, buddy? Like Burrow's gonna go for 450 on their head the next time he plays them, and I can't wait for it. And I like Patrick Mahomes. I I don't mind the Chiefs, but it just made me mad that Joe Burrow's catching inadvertent shots just because he's a baller. I think Mahomes was hot just because everyone was like saying how much better Joe Burrow is than him like this week and stuff because he was three and zero. Yeah, them. I guess I agree with that. It was just kind of. Kind of, kind of got me a little bit. Maybe I was just up on Burrow and my my future on Cincy, which obviously is not going to cash. But oh yeah, that's but tough. Another inadvertent shot that Washington Commanders fans are taking from people, and that I'm seeing on Twitter is this: Joe Burrow could have been a Commander if this play didn't happen, and they're kicking a play way back in 2019 to when Washington was 0 and five playing Miami in week, week six, and Miami scored with like two seconds left on the clock to go down 17-16. to 16. They could have kicked an extra point to tie it. Instead, they went for two, called the most atrocious two-point play, and did not get it. So Washington ended up winning that game, moved their record to 1-5. and five. Then they went on a two-game heater in week 12 and 13 against the Lions and Panthers and finished the season 3-13 and 13, while Cincinnati finished 2-14. and 14. So... If Miami beats us in week six, then we're looking at three and 13 and we ended up getting the tiebreaker. We'd had the number one overall draft pick. We ended up getting two since he obviously drafts Burrow and we draft Chase Young at two, which I love Chase Young, but we have Joe Burrow. We are in contention right now, right now. Okay. Right wait, now. No, right now. Stop. Mark stop. my words right now. We get one good QB this offseason, if Sam Howell takes off this season, we are in contention right now. And it hurts and pains me that Elon Musk is letting these shots come through on Twitter and harassment. I mean, it's not fair. But push gun to shove, Washington probably would have ruined him anyways. So that sucks. Just had, yeah. to, just had to get yep. that off my chest. Please get that off my timeline, Elon. Please. All right, Super Bowl prediction, okay. quick. 
give me a Super Bowl prediction. Quick. Oh yeah, just sure, tell sure, me, sure. just quick. We don't even we won't even get into it. Just tell me who you got off the top of your head. Oh, I think it's Eagles. I'd like to see the Chiefs. Well, I don't know if I do want to see the Chiefs. I like Mahomes a lot, I think, yeah, but I think it's I'm all Eagles. Chiefs, I think I might have a change of heart in two weeks, but okay. You want to move to college hoops? Yep. All right. I need to start this off by apologizing. I lied to you guys on the last episode when I said Texas Tech is the best team in the Big 12. I I thought I did the math, ran the calculations, but after that loss to Kansas State that I predicted Texas Tech was going to win, I looked back at the calculations. I ended up making a mistake. I forgot to carry it too early on, and had I done that, I would have seen that Texas Tech is a 35-minute team. And what I mean by that is they play good basketball for 35 minutes, but then in the last five minutes of the game, they decide to pack up and get on the bus before the buzzer sounds. They did this against Texas. They also did this against TCU, where they're up 11 at half when they opened conference play earlier this year. Sold that game, sold the Texas game. They're just complete potato farmers selling every game they can. They were lucky to get a win <laughs> this weekend against LSU. Still defeated in the Big 12, so they got Iowa State tomorrow at home. That line's still not out yet, so I don't know if they think they're going to have momentum coming into this or what. But big apology for me. I'm sorry about that. Made a mistake in the calculations. That's on me. My bad. I'll be better next time. Hey, it, we're here. We're here for the research. We're here for the calculations. Yeah. Um, I just need to be better. Just just, just a little mistake. Just a slip mm-hmm. up was all it was. Yep, just the two. Uh, Texas Tech, I mean, it it was interesting. It was very, very interesting that you thought that that was going to happen. But. Yeah, well, I was feeling good, too, in that game against Kansas State. Halftime when Pop Isaacs banged that three-pointer at the buzzer at half to send him up five, I was like, oh, let's go. Like, I was getting ready to start tweeting some stuff out that I shouldn't be tweeting, and well, then it just went downhill from there. As our buddy Cam says, college basketball leads at halves are the biggest fluke yeah, in means sports. Nothing. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So with that, that was our play of the day, um, Kansas State did end up winning that. Long time Love ago. Love that. Yep. Love that. That was forever ago. Sorry, folks, again. Texas Tech did get a win, though, uh, in that SEC Big 12 Challenge, which the Big 12 dominated, of course, because they are the best conference in college basketball. That's undeniable. Well, there were some good games in that, though. That Alabama-Oklahoma game, oh, I love Alabama basketball, but Oklahoma was just so much bigger, more physical, and they came out strong. I think Bama players spent more than half the game sliding around the floor after they're just getting knocked around by Jalen Hill and uh, those those two brothers on Oklahoma. It yeah, was, that's a tough look. Yeah. That's a tough look for Gary talking about Oklahoma being bad and they go and take wipe the floor with Alabama. They well, the thing is, they just ran a pick and roll all game. That's all they did. Just a simple ball screen pick and roll. And Tanner Gross, I I don't know how many points he had in that game, but half of how his long looks, has he been? In the college basketball room. Yeah, him and his brother came over from Eastern Washington this year. I don't know how long he was there for, though. But that game was horrible. Like, he'd just go set a screen, and they'd roll, and they'd double-team the ball handler, and he'd just flip one to him, and he has a wide-open look at the basket. Like, I don't know how many times that happened. It was starting to piss me off, though. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Tennessee getting a big home win against Texas in other, which, I don't know. Tennessee's tough at home, real, real tough at home. Yeah, so, poor Texas without Coach Beard, even though I do love Rodney Terry. That's just got to yeah. be a little bit different. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine. TCU dropping okay. to Mississippi State at Mississippi State in OT. That was a good game. I didn't get to watch that one, but that's tough to see for TCU. I know it was at Mississippi State, but I did expect better things from them there. How about Kansas State and Florida, though? That was a personal game for Keontae. Not that he has any bad blood against Florida, but that's true. I just had to mean more that. for him. What did he finish with? I'm not sure how many you know? had in that game. No, I don't know. He played He's good, though. 
Yeah. It was good to see him. He was like dapping up all the players on Florida. He said like all the handshakes memorized and shit. That was good. Oh, yeah. It's good to see. You got to love that. Yep. And then Kansas squeaked one out against Kentucky. A little comeback win in the end. Get lost, Coach Cal. No one so wants Kansas, you. That Kansas needed that. I don't want to say needed that, but that definitely feels good for the Kansas players, right? Yeah, it's a bounce back. I figured they'd be fine. I know they dropped three straight, but they're a good team. Yeah. They'll, they'll be. No, I mean, it's it, it's just Bill Self. Like, he's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Big 12 regular season title 20 times since 97 when the Big 12 played its first basketball season, which is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're winning it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas is the face. They are the face face of the Big 12, so they'll always be there. They have the most Big 12 tournaments titles, the most regular season titles. So they have the most Big 12 tournament titles with 12. Okay. And guess who has the second highest? Uh, I'll Baylor. tell you, they have five. Baylor. It's Iowa State. Oh, really? Yeah, which is five. Five to 12 for huh. just the Big 12 tournament. And then it's not even a competition for the regular season. Since they've won it 20 times since 97, Texas comes in second with three. <laughs> like, they are just wow. overpowering Big 12 basketball. But yep, Big 12 basketball is legit. Yes, it is. And it's going to be fun to see when it comes to March. Yep. We also need to talk about how crazy the mid-majors have been lately. Gotta love mid-major, mid-major basketball. What do we got, four Mid-majors as of right now in the top 25, uh, that'll change with Charleston dropping. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to drop out of 25? They yes. Will. It, okay. The AP poll makes no sense to me. Charleston shouldn't have been there in the first place. They're on a 20-game win streak, which is incredible. Yeah, but they're playing butte-high JV basketball teams. They have... Yo! No, no, no. Now listen. They have zero quad one wins, only four quad two wins, two and one in quad three wins, and then they have 14 quad four wins like how are you going to let them in the top 18 when they haven't played a team in the top 50 like that doesn't even make sense yeah so that's that fair. i don't ap poll sometimes is just complete garbage yeah but at the same time it's done every week and they're just like oh i mean it's like it's gonna change anyways the following week anything outside of the top 10 yeah. it's not really a big yeah. deal tell you what you're just giving these kids fau though florida atlantic now that's a team oh they yeah. deserve to be in there they've got two quad one wins so that's sick and they've, they're returning like eight guys from last year out of nowhere. And this team's all about it. I'm pumped to watch them. They're, I think they're going to make a good run in March. At least I hope. Who knows? I guess that could be yeah, a lot you of pressure hope. when it comes March for them. But Yeah, you got to hope for sick. mid-majors. Then you got St. Mary's coming in right behind yeah, they FAU at 22. Ho- they almost lost last night to BYU. Did you see that game? I didn't watch that oh, game. I don't know what the kid's name Tough was. Tough in-conference game. Yeah. but So BYU dropped that one to Gonzaga with like a buzzer beater. Same yep. thing happened last night. This kid. No. This one was even worse because Strother in that Gonzaga game, he had a pretty open oh, look. Oh, Strother's him. Yeah, he had a pretty open look and hit a dagger on him. But this kid just dribbling around like a maniac. Dribbles to the hoop, pulls back, turns around like deep two jumper. Turn around, just spanks it with .3 left on the clock. It was oh. Brutal because BYU was up one. Just a brutal look. Classic, though. I hate yeah. BYU. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then New Mexico rounding out the 25 is another mid-major. Yeah. I think they deserve to be a 25 oh, yeah. at least. They've been there all season. They've been they've had some good wins. Exactly. That'll be shaken up. Top 25 is going to be shaken up. Purdue staying at one. Yep, spanked Michigan State today. Sadly. Spank, spanked them. Tennessee's probably going to jump to two, I would say. Uh, Yeah. Alabama dropping oh, and yeah, Houston okay. dropping. Yep. So, another good weekend of college basketball. Another good week. Gotta love it. Yeah, week. Sorry, yeah, it has been a whole week. Yep, yep. Yep, all this is getting me excited. I think it's time to do some picks. 
move right into the into the picks mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we stated in the introduction of the podcast, we had some technical difficulty and we did run a whole episode. And at the end of the episode, Jared did pay up to his bet with Scam Daddy and he ate the hot chip. Now, did that have something to do with the podcast not being saved? Possibly. Possibly. So we can blame the podcast not being saved on Cam as well, too. That's true. Because I was battling for my life for a couple minutes In there. In pain. Yep. And if no one's seen the video, it's posted on Twitter and Instagram. It was classic. Yeah, I'm glad you're able to save the video at least because I completely fumbled the bag on the actual podcast part. I should have said I'd, I couldn't save it and you had to oh, re-eat the yeah. chip and I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't have as a thing. <laughs> that was miserable. No, but we in that uh, short video, we still gave our play of the days, just an extra play of the day. I took Xavier plus seven against UConn at UConn. Keep the points. Ooh, they ended up winning Keep the outright. Keep them points. Jer took Pitt minus three versus Wake Forest. Heartbreaking. <sighs> they won by two. Jer drops his second play of the day. And then the pod play of the day was Northwestern minus two at Nebraska, and they won by 15. Yep. New records, Gary 2-0, Pod 2-0, Jer 0-2. How are we feeling, Jer? We- yeah, I'm hurting. I can't lie. Especially that game, missing by one. Didn't even get a push. It sucks. I've been horrible. I've been ice cold. I'm an instant fade right now. However, lucky for me, I'm due. I'm due. Absolutely. Might be the most due. dangerous thing a sports better can be. And I think I've got a play that I can't lose tomorrow, so... I'm excited, trying to get back on the horse, and hopefully the gambling gods give me a little luck. Well, let's let's hear the play of the day then. So San Diego State, Jackrabbits, you know them? You misspoke. Why? You said San Diego State. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, do you know them? I do not know them. Well, all I know of them is in football. They're on a two-game skid right now. And they've been on the road for the past couple days, and they're going on the road again to the Kansas City Kangaroos. Uh, Kansas City Kangaroos are a one-point favorite. I think San Diego State's got that grit. They've got that toughness. They're going to go in there. They're sick of losing two. They're going to come out and win this game straight up. So I'm taking San Diego State. So I keep saying San Diego State. Don't know what that's about. I'm just wanting some sunshine after it's been negative 20 degrees here. But give me South that's Dakota fair. State uh, money line tomorrow against All Kansas right. City Kangaroos. Lock that one down. Yep. I'm going to also Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, go. wait, hold up. I'm down $50, by the way, because I'm tracking to the dollar. <laughs> so we'll just, put a, we'll just put a light 25 on this one. Hopefully battle me back. Actually, you know what? Because hey, I'll get this. You just got to battle. I'm going to get this one at plus cheese. I'm putting 50 on him. $50, South Dakota State, lock it in. Jer, chasing early in the, in the standings right now. Chasing early. Yep. All right, well. Let's see if we can keep keep something rolling, get something going here for Gary. Give me the Norfolk State Spartans laying the points against North Carolina Central Eagles. I think right now it's sitting at four and a half. I love Norfolk in this situation. Don't know why. Don't ask me why. It's just what the hearts tell me, and I always listen to my heart. Norfolk has been three out of their last five. At home, they are seven and one, where North Carolina Central is one and nine on the road. I really like that stat. That that that's where I'm 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 really hoping to pick up my points there. Other than that, North Fulton State has been too hot lately. They dropped to Morgan by six and two games out, and then dropped Howard four games out. Lost to them by two. So not not bad losses. Where Central just lost Howard at Howard by four. Could be a little questionable call. Let's take Norfolk State though. Give me Norfolk State laying the points. And with that, 
Who do you like for the pod, Jer? The Citadel Bulldogs. The Citadel Bulldogs. The absolute dogs. If you don't know about the Citadel anybody Bulldogs, knows, you are missing out on great college basketball. You are absolutely missing out. Steven Clark. Jerry. Hold on. Hold on. Steven Clark, this big forward for that team, he might be the best player in college basketball. That's completely false, but he is a hooper, and I love to watch him play. They got Chicago State tomorrow. Give me him with the points. Lay in two and a half against Chicago State. Yep. Put that for the pod. Minus two and a half to Citadel. Yeah, Chicago State, this is at for Citadel, the... and Chicago State is one and seventeen away. They just are not comfortable away from home. They just don't hey, they don't they don't like to play away from yep. home. And the Bulldogs will just love that. Yep. They'll feast on that. So Gary's gonna take Norfolk State minus five and a half. Jerry's taking South Dakota State money line, which will be plus money. In the pod is going to take the Citadel minus two and a half. Those are your play of the days. I also just want to state, put out there, during divisional round weekend, a sports better had five bucks on a first TD score parlay. So we had Kelsey, Goddard, Chase, and Schultz. All four first TDs of the divisional round turned five bucks into seventy two thousand dollars at plus. One and a half million odds. Oh, my God. That is what dreams are made of. That is why we do it. That guy's hitting that, and I can't even get a simple straight-up win. Can't even get a straight to roll through. That's how she goes, though, sometimes. I suppose. All right, with that, the NS podcast on your Monday would be, this is recorded on Sunday, I want to end it out with a trivia question that will be answered on the next podcast and dropping Thursday. So, Jalen Hurts today became the youngest quarterback in Eagles history that will start a Super Bowl, barring no injury, knock on wood. I'd imagine that, obviously, it's Super Bowl weekend. You can take her easy. 24 years old. Who is the youngest quarterback to start a Super Bowl? Not win a Super Bowl, but start a Super Bowl. That should be a hint. So, stay tuned. Come back. Episode 3. But, with that... That's yeah, a good thing the listeners don't have Google. They can't find out that answer. Only you know that, so I'm pumped about that. I know that. I know that. Hey, it just gets their mind going. Yeah, right? that's true. At the end of the podcast, you want to think, and then then it gets them into sports. Okay. Make them look it up. I can roll with that. Make them, make them look it up. Yeah. yeah. Or do you want to guess it, Jay? I have no idea. So okay. leave it to them. All right. With that, thank you for listening. Go hit that follow button on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, And leave a review. Please and thank you. Appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you next time.